What is going on, Raiders? I'm see back in for another episode of FUT Live today with Joey and Felix. It is episode two of FIFA 21 coverage. We've got a lot more games played since last time. I believe last time we talked, we really only had the 10-hour EA Access trial. Joey and I hadn't played as many games. And now all three of us have played a lot more games, so we're ready to get into gameplay. But first off, boys, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Grinding FIFA like a madman, actually, which is crazy because... At this time last year when the game was out, there's no way I was playing this much. Um, so I guess I'm kind of enjoying FIFA for a change, even though there's still some things that I wish they'll change, which we'll probably get into. I don't yeah. actually know if I, if I played more last year or this year, though. I've, I've not really paid attention. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to grips with the game slowly. I've played a lot of drafts. Starting to to go a bit better than at the start, so I'm I'm learning the game. I'm getting to grips with it, but yeah, long way to go still for me. Have you played um, any rivals, oh. either of you guys? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, okay. I played my my placements, won them all, so I was put at eighteen hundred SR, and uh, then I played thirteen games in the actual divisions, won twelve of them and drew one. Um, and I'm at like twenty thirty skill rating or something. Wow, that's. I've, I've not played got... since Monday. I, I, like it's getting to the point where people would sell their parents for a win, and I'm not here for it, man. Yeah, I've also played some rivals. I wish I told you like your record in rivals without like if you kept tra- like without having to keep track. Obviously, I could do the math because I did the I quit the games out for loyalty, so I have ten losses in my account for just finishing up like the last advanced SBCs or whatever. It's worth it. I packed like some good players, but. I've actually played some more rivals. Haven't had. I still haven't had the time to grind. That'll come like beginning November, um, when I can actually have like later nights to um, grind gameplay. I share the room I'm in right now, so to kind of leave at night. So uh, I've played a ton of rivals. But Felix, I mean, full full uh, disclosure for the people listening. Felix coming off a seven-hour draft grind right now uh, stream. So he just I finished am, up streaming. I'm, I'm finished. I'm done. <laughs> My body is a shambles mentally i'm drained but i'm here for the podcast so that's yeah, good say so if any of his points fade off into nothingness or he starts hating the game for any reason just just realize how you feel after playing this like any fifa for seven hours straight um that, that, right, could, that could that could cloud some judgment i had fun on stream like it was a good stream i didn't win all my drafts i had yeah. I had a pretty rough patch in between where i was just playing shit and losing to stinkers and all that stuff but you know that happens I think draft is something I want to re back get back into this year because especially for streaming, like now I want to get to this later, but the rivals objectives and all that stuff. Now that that's back, um, midweek, uh, I feel like I'm gonna get into that phase of where I don't know what to do if there's not any good objectives out. So I think draft is really the way to go. Um, I, I've been kind of against it for a while because I have refused, refused and refused to change it at all um, since it came out in 16. <laughs> they made such the lightest changes that have helped it, but very light changes. Um, um, to it so what, what changes are you talking about because i've noticed some changes as well uh just more of i feel like they've added more special like i wish it was only like if a player got a special card that's like their best version was in there but i feel like they've added more obviously they've added some objective cards um last year they came out the change where like that voting system and the people that lost the vote those cards went to draft so at least there's a reason to play draft you get the trial players that you literally cannot have out in the regular game which i think is a good change for draft because has. To, i think there just has to be better reason I mean, yes, you get a ton of icons, and that like that time last year in FIFA 20 when there was like glitched and there was just like icons in every pick. People actually liked it because like, well, if you're gonna go into a draft, if you know it's gonna be stacked for everybody, at least it's gonna be players you don't get to normally try. Uh, so those are kind of the changes I like. I wish draft was just a place to try out cards that 
the majority of the user base doesn't have, which I feel like in times it's not because you get some real stinky drafts. Oh, I got some stinky drafts here. Couple of really bad ones, but I noticed one change that I really, really like in draft, and um, that is the fact that they've changed the drop rates of the rewards. Um, oh, especially especially in the finals, noticeable. The first thing I love is that I've won the draft fifteen times so far, and I've had the rare gold packs, I believe, twice or three times, which is far less than last year, where you got them virtually every other draft, at least if not more. And um, in those 15 drafts, I've already had the reward where you get 45k coins, a 50k pack, and a 15k pack or something, which is a really, really good Twitter. reward. Yeah. And I've been talking to other, uh, to other people, mainly uh, Clutch and Impacts, um, who are former pro players and current pro players. So they're really good at the game. They're winning most of their drafts. They're doing really well. And they've gotten the coin rewards multiple times. Impact has had it four times, I believe, so far. Clutch has had it three times. So it seems the draft is paying out better this year, which is good, especially like for, for people like me who've been grinding the draft last year. I played over 300 drafts last year. It was by far my favorite game mode. And if you get better rewards from that, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Because last year from, from winning, a lot of the time you lost coins. And I don't think that should be the case. Yeah, I mean, that's something we talked about multiple times last year, that I think that every draft win should give you 15k. Plus whatever packs they have. Maybe they want to scale back the pack rewards, if they're going to do that. But, like, if you win the draft, how do you not get your entry fee back? Like, that makes no sense. Whether you enter with FIFA points or not, I think they should give you 15k no matter what. If you, if you win the draft. Like, losing in the finals, yeah, tough. But if you win the draft, I think it should be 15k minimum each time with whatever pack rewards they want to include with it. Just so you can guarantee get your money back. Because there's no way you should win and lose money. You were playing drafts at all, Toei? Or just rivals? You know what? I, I've, the first, I was playing quite a bit of drafts, but I realized it's not the best way to get better just because you're not really using formations or players that may fit your play style. You're kind of forcing it, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I didn't find myself improving, and I haven't played a draft since, but that's just because I've been trying to grind the game and figure out what works, what doesn't. Uh, what formations I like, what I don't like. I've literally used almost every single variation of the 4-3-3. I've tried a three-back formation. Uh, I haven't used any of the narrows, like 4-1-2-1-2 or anything like that, even though that's probably going to be the most popular formation from what I can tell in Division One so far. It seems that the majority of the people are using 4-1-2-1-2 and 4-2-3-1. Um, and the biggest issue I've seen so far, I don't know if you guys see it in draft, but the most effective way for people to play to try to grind out wins seems to be sitting back and then counterattacking. Oh, with, uh, tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. 100%. That is like my biggest gameplay takeaway so far um, from what I've played. I use the 4 and 2 and 2 narrow. Um, I've been so I think the common theme is I'm not very good at holding possession, like positive possession in a sense. Obviously, I can pass around anyone can. Um, even with team press, it's still too easy to like just hold like stupid, like wasteful possession. Um, but I've actually been holding good possession. Like, I mean, Mostly my opponent's third, and I don't think I've had a game in a while where I, outside of doing objectives, that I haven't had over 60% possession, which for me is a lot, because I, I usually play that, when I play 4-1-2-2, and I'm usually the ticky-tack, like quick counter-attack, sort of pass it, go, pass, go, like, and, and, and I end up losing a lot of possession because of that, uh, but this year I've been trying to slow it down and, and try to get that possession, but for me, I just upgraded my wingbacks finally, because I was getting ruined um, because of that one bad pass and then they're through all of a sudden 
especially in the narrow formations. I don't those the center mids tend to creep up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously they're not wide to even start off with. So I'm just so exposed to people that either run wingers or just keep their like attackers as wingers in a sense and, and, and play out wide. I'm always so exposed to that. And that's how I've conceded probably 95% of my goals. So, yeah. So what I've realized that helps a lot against it, just to give you an idea of what I'm using, I've been toying with the four, three threes, but I actually switched to the four, three, two, one last night with my fullbacks unbalanced. One thing that's really helped me out against the counter is I'm flicking back my middle CM and my fullbacks after laying off the pass. So rather than having them cut inside or move or go forward with an attacking run, I'm flicking them back and having them run backwards. So that's a tip one of the uh, gameplay producers put out on Twitter. And I was like, man, that is game changing to do because that's not something I even had thought of. So no, cause uh, when you think of custom runs, you think custom runs into right. the box or custom runs out wide to get space. You never think of custom runs offensively to help you defensively on the counter. Right. Yeah, I saw you retweet that too. And I've not, I've yet to try it, but that's been, that's been game changing for me because what I was realizing is when I'm, when I was playing on my fullbacks on balance, I was getting countered over and over and over. And it was very difficult to stop. Uh, my my center backs are pretty good. I've got Longley and Veron who, you know, they hold their own when it comes to stopping counterattacks. But without your fullbacks there, it's just, it creates a, such a disadvantage. It's almost three on two because everyone's got the stay forward on the strikers and cam. So it's always those three against your two center backs if your fullbacks aren't aren't back. So I've been flicking them back if, uh, if they creep up too much. But the one thing I do like is when they do help out in the attack, the four three two one it allows so much room on the wings with your fullbacks because it, it the left forward and the right forward suck in their fullbacks and that's the only way I've found to create space because that drop back quote unquote meta that was around last year is still in the game this year and it's still as good in my opinion regardless of how good the attacking AI is. Yeah, I like that point there because I found that. I need my fullbacks because I was so my thought was I just looked both my fullbacks of high attacking work rates, which I think is a case for a lot of fullbacks, especially the top tier ones. Like I have I don't have top tier ones. I have Regulon from uh, Spurs and then Bellerin from Arsenal just for the pace. Uh, but I think for the top tier wingbacks, especially nowadays with like the way the game, the real games actually played, a lot of them have high attacking work rates. Yeah. Uh, so I actually like I, and I need their help, um, especially with this narrow formation to break down this drop back meta. I definitely need the outlet pass to them. Um, but I was I, I've been getting so frustrated with the counterattacks. I've been thinking of like just having on stay back, um, but I didn't want that. So I'm happy to do the runs now because what you said there with the uh, the way they help out uh, with their wingbacks is is huge for me. And there's a ton of space, especially with like I'm using the four and two too narrow. So there's a ton of space for these guys to make their runs up the wings. Same thing probably for you with the four three two one, especially if you keep like your uh, left and right forward super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a ton of space to overlap, so I that's something I might have to try um, with the the flicking back because I need their help up up in the attack, and but they're so lost uh, defensively. I mean, Bellerin's got the pace to catch back up, but like it's still not enough half the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of getting used to because it's just not near muscle memory to flick uh, a defender or a midfielder back. And I was actually I was doing the runs completely incorrectly, so I was tapping lb or l1 and then flicking the uh flicking the right stick of the direction but all you have to do is just pass and flick it <laughs> which i didn't know this whole you, time you don't, you don't have to do a give and go no <laughs> yeah so you can it, manually trigger a run like without having a pass like you can just aim at someone tap lb to send them on a run and then put the direction in right so the given 
Right. So the give and go, all you have to do is is hit A or X for PS4 and just flick the right stick right away and they'll do the give oh. and go. It's game changing. It makes it honestly, I know it sounds subtle, like it's such a small thing, but it is so much easier to just pass and flick rather than doing the LBA and then yeah. do it. So well, that's been wonder, though, massive. Um, when you talk about running the fullbacks and the center mid back and stuff, how far do they run? They go they pretty far back. Huh? They they go pretty far back. So if I let, let's say uh, my right back, who's I use Navas as my right back, if he is on the edge of my opponent's box, he'll probably run all the way back towards the midfield a little bit a little bit more than that, but not all the way back to where my my goal is. Oh, I was gonna say if he goes to like the halfway line or something, I'm on board with that. No, it so well it, it it depends where you're flicking him back. So if the, the if, further if he runs into my own box, I'm no, not interested. No, no, no. So it, it's it the further you're up the pitch, the less of a distance they'll go towards your own own goal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you're close to the midfield, yeah, he's gonna run back pretty pretty far back. But it's uh, it really does help out. It's it's been game changing. So that's one thing I've been toying with. I've and I've lost a lot in in rivals. Um, you know, I don't have the the greatest team in the world. Uh, like Lukaku's my striker, who I've actually been enjoying, even though you can't turn as well with them as as some other players. But they're actually like I said in last week's pod. Some more players are definitely usable this year, and I think that's why I've been enjoying the game because I don't feel the need to, even though I have the coins to go buy Neymar and Mbappe, I don't feel the need that I have to use them to compete with them. The only gripe I have is five-star skills seems to be so good this year, and uh, I feel at a disadvantage without being able to Elastico or running scoop turn because Elastico, I have a feeling they're going to nerf it personally because what's what's happening... Yeah, what's happening is you're just you just have to dribble away or like at an angle away from the goal, and then you just execute it, and your your player turns towards the the yeah, goal. Yeah, and you, you go around the defenders as well. You're virtually untacklable mid animation. Yeah, so I have a I, feeling I'm, they're gonna nerf it. I'm enjoying the. I mean, I don't want to call it buff to skill moves, but they're more effective, and I, I like that. But you're right in a way where I, where I don't want this year's five-star skill moves to be last year's five-star weak foot, if that makes sense. Weak foot, by the way, while we're at it, I feel like it's not really needed. Like, last year... I'm wait for you guys five... to finish the skill move conversation to, t- to bring this up, because I wonder, I, haven't, I don't have any five-star skillers, so I can't really talk um, on that part. Um, but I, uh, you can keep going, but I, I did, next thing I was going to bring up was weak foot, because I want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I have Salah as my right wing. Um, he's and good. I think he's, he's good. He can finish on his right as well. Exactly, he can finish on his. But there are times he does fluff it with his right <laughs> right foot pretty badly. If I go far post um, with his right foot, he he fluffs the the shot and completely misses the target. So, but you're right in the sense that it's not as important as last year for sure. Um, you can get away with using a three star weak foot. Even four star weak foot's pretty solid. Uh, finishing yeah, four, four in general is sufficient. Absolutely. Yeah, finishing in general. I think that's one of the biggest things I do like is finishing is really, really good this year in terms of if you create a chance, you know, you're you're definitely going to score it. Um, possession play, which is something that really is bugging me. I mean, people who hold possession against me, I feel like there's no counter to it. Even if you toggle on the team press, um, a good player is going to be able to beat it. I don't know. Maybe it's, again, maybe things will change once we get better players. 
but I know there are people out there who want to buff second man press, which may or may not help against possession players. But that that's one thing that that is getting a little bit. I don't want to say triggering, but it seems very. There's two sets of players that you play in Division One: the player that just passes it around and waits for you to make a mistake, and then the player that just sits back and counterattacks you. And then every now and then I play against like one of the pros who it's an open game, which is funny. Like the pros actually play a free flowing game. It's the, I don't want to say casuals, but you know, the guys who are trying to just grind out wins that are playing in that fashion. What do you, what do you think of when, when you say passing it around? Um, like possession without any purpose, just waiting for you to make a mistake, waiting for you to pull like a defender out of, because the way I defend, I try to cut off passing lanes. Yeah. So what what they'll do, and I was talking to example about this when he was streaming. Who's another pro player? Um, he's he's a, is he a pro player or a coach? I forgot. He's a pro player, right? Example. Well, he used to be on uh on a team, I believe. He used. To, I don't know if he still is, but he has coached at events. I think it was coaching. Yeah. Events. I mean, so um, essentially, he's, he's been he's so cool. Let's just yeah. Say. Right. So he's he's like a pro caliber player. Let's just say that. And yeah. I was watching one of his streams, one of his games. He's what people literally do is because they can see which defender you're controlling, which was integrated in FIFA 18, right? That first change. I so, yeah, I believe it was so 18. Now, what they're doing because it's so easy to pass, they just wait for you. They see who you're controlling. If you're if you're a defender who cuts off passing lanes, they they just wait, wait, and wait, and then just pass it to the open player. Which again, you know, it's they're just waiting and waiting and waiting. So the counter to that, I guess with what example was saying is you just have to bull rush the ball carrier. The guy, whoever has the, the ball on their feet, you have to bull rush them and just try to regain possession. But the thing is a lot of those players play like on press after possession loss or something. So not only do they have, they have the best of both worlds. So not only are they keeping possession, but the AI presses you as soon as they lose possession. It's a really weird combination to play against, to be honest with you, and a frustrating combination to play against. That that is where the second man press comes into play, though, because you could cut off the passing lanes they've got, and then rush a player at the ball carrier, and then switch to that. I mean, I don't want the AI to tackle and all that stuff. You'd have to switch to him and make the tackle yourself. But it helps apply pressure. You just gotta be good at switching then. Switch to the guy, get close to the ball carrier, switch away, cover the passing lane, switch back, make a tackle, that sort of stuff. So I believe second man press should be improved. Um, it's just tough to find the balance because I don't want it to be at a state where it was in FIFA 17 where the AI would literally sniff your bum hole and completely abuse you as soon as you even shift your focus to another player where you want to pass it. Like, they got way too close and way too aggressive, so I don't want it to be that level. Again, um, I think the start of FIFA 19, was it, where it was okay, I think? FIFA 20, it was useless throughout the entire game. Like, they, they made it even worse at some point. I don't know I don't know what there was to make worse about this, because it, it was just shit. But um, I think we, we need a bit of an improvement to that to stop the possession abusing saying that though i've been finding that i have a lot more possession and i mean a lot like i used to have at least 60 percent basically every game in fifa 20 i have a lot more um sometimes i'm in the 70s but it's just it's not me wanting to keep possession for possession's sake and the clutch has made the same experience it's just people not wanting to defend or wanting to have the ball 
they, they just sit back. Like you said, it's, it's one of the meta ways to play is to sit back, absorb pressure, try and win the ball back where your opponent makes a mistake or something and then just send an 80-yard through ball to the other end of the pitch and help you're in and let straight away, which is frustratingly effective as well. But people just don't press you. They just sit back and wait. They they don't press the ball carrier. They don't really close any passing lanes, or they're not good at it at least. So you just get to keep the ball without even having to try. And um, with the way the dribbling is as well, and the situation with the AI blocks, you just have to craft your chances a bit more carefully, I feel. Because um, the, the reach on blocks, in my opinion, is, is quite big. Sometimes you get slow shooting animation, so you, you need the clear-cut chances which results in you having having more possession feel like there's a couple of problems coming together there i think so too because like i mean the the helpful thing for me has been like obviously because i i said like i'm not a big possession person i just this year i've had so much more possession um is is after the match you can kind of see which third the possession was in i saw someone tweeted out that they had like they had 72 percent possession or something like that in the entire game and they had in 45% of the time, the ball of the, of the entire game, 45% of the time was in his opponent's third. I think that was Clutch as well that tweeted this. He tweeted it must something. You might have retweeted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was 40. It was somewhere around those stats. I know he had like over 70 and like it was it was over 40% of the yeah, game. Yeah, I, I was played in his opponent's third. Yeah, so it might have been you retweeting it that I saw. Or I, 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 I might follow him actually at this point too. But um, so I saw that. And, and yeah, I think it's to go with those AI blocks too because you at this point now you've played so many games you know even um i've seen like if if the guy's anywhere near they'll throw it a leg and block it um i mean it's it kind of goes hand in hand with like at least if you do get the shot off it seems to be going in like finishing is is been nice this year um i haven't found it op but i've also found that i'm finishing chances i should finish uh i've i found a few goalies that have been frustrating me but outside of that like I've, i'm finishing most of my chances that i should be finishing um, but yeah, no, I think blocking's still a little too high up because it just goes with this dropback meta is you can just run around and control the CDM again, like always. I know you're they're just gonna AI block for you. Um if if you well, if they do if have a break actually, in the box. If you actually play the super deep way, then yes, the CDM thing is effective. But you'd literally have to play one narrow, uh, one width, <laughs> one one depth for that to be for that to be viable. Because if you if you play a somewhat balanced defensive tactic, you're gonna have to control your center backs put them into place to intercept passes and and all that stuff yeah i will say um it's fun being down in the division four or whatever um because that's where i'm at with the objectives right now uh it's fun being down there because as soon as i switch to team press they the, the people i play against just lose their heads and i get the ball back every single time i press team press it's very team fun press is unbelievable though don't you think it's so, it, it, so it must it is unbelievable but like obviously it's it's even expanded by the fact that i'm in this lower division um, they have yeah. no clue what to how to pass out of it or how to how to break out of that team press every I, like I every think, single time I get possession. I think it's too strong. Like the the AI helps you way too much because you have nowhere to go. There is no pass when team press is activated. Um, and I'm I'm really not a fan of that. Like I know why why they're doing it to to kind of stop the possession, but I just don't think it's the right approach to do it. Um. I think they should go down the route to, to make manual pressing and second man press and, and that stuff more of a thing. I don't want team press to be entirely removed and all that stuff. Just like the, uh, the, the level is at in terms of effectiveness is a bit a, a bit too much. It's the same as last year too where the effect, like obviously it wasn't as effective, but like when it was, I think did they patch it a little bit last year to make it less effective? Because I remember a time we were complaining about it. Um, because I remember people saying like the stamina loss on it doesn't. Yeah, they there's, there's the stamina loss doesn't outweigh the um, effectiveness of it. Essentially, like there's no real downside to doing it. 
I think it's it started in, in FIFA 19 where they've implemented this tactical system that we've got now where Team Press became a thing. Um, it's and definitely the most effective you, you I've noticed. You could run it. constant pressure without getting punished and with, with constant pressure getting nerfed and trading more stamina, they've adjusted Team Press. But they've adjusted it so many times. Last year as well when um, Overload Ballside was the meta, they've changed um, the Team Press stamina drain to match um, Overload Ballside in a way. So there have been ongoing changes to it, but and it's tough because like, they they might have found a balance last year too. But um, this year, obviously, like for at the high high level, it didn't matter. But like this year, every single game you're starting on 100% fitness. Um, where depending on who you like, say you got like a, even like if you like you're playing weekend league and you got a rage quit right at halftime, your people are 98 st stamina. So you just maybe obviously if you open up a ton of packs or spend people points, you have unlimited fitness cards. Um, but if you didn't do that and you had to like kind of be picky and choosy with your fitness cards, you maybe went to a game with like 97, 96 um, stamina. So if there was like sort of a fit, uh, stamina hindrance um, from using team press, now it's kind of out the window because you start on 100 stamina anyways. Every single game, it doesn't matter. So it, there's no real downside to using it. And then obviously you get your three subs anyways, but... I just feel like I don't know if they have to go back to the drawing board because they remove fitness on some of these um, fitness training activities like constant pressure, um, I mean, team I press, and so on and so forth. Because the, the thing is really about these, the in-game stamina. Mm -hmm. um, it still drains that. Um, it's, got a, it's got like a timer to it when um, it automatically turns off and has a cooldown until you can use it again and yeah. that sort of things. I just don't know. The, the AI press is so strong. They literally make make Klopp's Liverpool look look bad. Like they they look like a Sunday league team. <laughs> it's like ultra Gagan press. <laughs> it is unreal. You have no outlet at all. The only thing you can do is try and hold the ball with whichever player you you're controlling on the ball as long as possible. Pass it back to the goalkeeper or something. Then lump a long ball to a target man striker or something and hope he wins the nod down or whatever. That that is what I've been doing. Just literally, just yeet the ball away, hope I win the header, and then craft myself some space that way. Because when you're on the other end of the pitch, then it's all right. When you're in attack, team press doesn't really do a lot. It's when you're in defense where it matters. Because with those players, you can't even turn or pass properly, especially not under pressure. Yeah, but I, I mean, based off of what the uh, Sam Rivera, the gameplay producer, what he said, he's like, if they don't make it as strong, then they feel like it's not going to be as useful. So what their, th uh, well, their thought no, process is... What's that? <laughs> Did you actually say that? Yes. He, this is, if you go hear the uh, Foot Weekly pod interview with the two gameplay producers, they go into a lot of detail. It was, it's a very good episode. I, I highly recommend you guys. Um, I'm sure everyone oh, who's listening to us... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure everyone who's listening to us has probably heard it, but for, for you, Felix, I would recommend you, you uh, tuning in because he, they go over a lot of the stuff. And he, he really... They, his, his reasoning was if they don't make it effective they don't want to make it useless so they want to make it very very good but they feel that once you get used to someone going into a team press you should be capable over time to be able to pass out of it that's that's what they said that once that you keep playing against it you should have the ability to eventually be able to beat it or like you said just you know, yeet the ball away and then absorb whatever pressure that's coming your way. So, I don't know. I, like I the mean, theory of that. In theory, I I think that does make sense. Where it's almost like playing the AI on squad battles. Like, 
all, when you start the game, the AI does it, like it, they do the same thing every single game, no matter what, because they're only programmed to do the same thing. Everything they're not like thinking on the spot, just what AI is. So like when you start off FIFA, if you're like an average FIFA player, beating the AI on Ultimate is hard. Uh, I saw a King. I forget how to pronounce his name. King Amenia. Menya. <laughs> he put the thing. He shushed and dabbed or not shushed and dabbed. You can't do that anymore. But he was like celebrated a 90th minute victory against the AI on Ultimate. <laughs> um, but like at the start of the year, like when you learn in the game, even like good players, I think beating the AI on Ultimate's tough. But by the end of the year, like you can just like close your eyes and do it because they do the exact same thing. Every single thing works the exact same way. So I think in theory, team press is they're going to press the exact same way every time. So I could see in theory it working, but I think it is still a little too strong um, as of now because like I've said, I'm 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 100% efficiency of pressing that button and getting the ball back um, in my division, obviously. Is it the same as constant pressure? Do you guys know? Is there a difference this year between the two tactics? Um, like if you go, I've not, or... I've not tried constant pressure. Um, yes, yeah, I don't know which one of the two my opponent is activating. He might just change his game plans to a constant pressure setup. But in previous years, it used to be the same. So I'm my guess it isn't. Because if it is, couldn't you technically get? by the timer that they've put in by constantly toggling, toggling in and out of uh, constant pressure on your D-pad? If you have like a mm. tactic set up for constant pressure, I, it yeah, seems you like, just, like if, you, if you had like the same formation, like ultra defensive versus right. regular defensive, yeah. You could just switch to constant pressure whenever you want to. That'll be, I actually have to test that out to see if, that, that, if that'll do anything. Because again, the one frustrating thing I've played against is the possession hoarders that just sit and pass around. <laughs> So I want to. I wonder. Thought what that would be like is is the stamina drain too much on, under constant pressure? Like if you were just run that. I guess if you say you're flicking on and off, it's the same thing as the timer, um, that that um team press has. But I I still think that because it would be 100 percent on all the time, or it'd be on every single time you basically went into defense where you can't do that with team press because of the timer. Right. Uh, you might lose a little bit too much stamina, but I guess it doesn't matter if you're two zero up because you keep taking the ball and countering or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm gonna have to test that out. Are you guys settled in on any uh, formation yet, Felix? Are you still four two three one? Um, that is what I've played in Rivals, yeah, with uh, decent success as well. Um, might just be because my team's a bit pay to win, but uh, a bit. He says with the best possible team, essentially minus icons. I've seen, I've seen, like just on on a side note, I've seen a team with eleven icons. He's had Hullet R nine. Thierry Henry, Vieira, Mateus. He's had like the sick icons. Sounds like Tess. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard what his team is like. I'm seeing that. I'm just quitting the game. Fuck that. What? No, you said Henry. So I was like, maybe it's Tess, but it's not. He's got uh, Hullet, Vieira, Coif, yeah. CR7, Mbappe. Jeez, yeah. He's got. I don't, I don't even want to know how much money that is, but anyway. Um, yeah, 4 2 3 1's been my go to. Um, Obviously, I'm playing mostly drafts, so I don't really get to pick what I want. I'm just getting right. to pick what I prefer out of the out of the five choices. There's been a couple of formations that have surprised me. Um, I've had great success with a three-five-two. Um, I, I win the draft most of the time. I've got that formation. Honestly, you just need one of the big boys up top in that formation. If you get Mbappe, Neymar, Ronaldo, one of them three to at least sub on up front, you've virtually won the draft unless you've got 60, 70 pace centre backs. So what I've been doing mostly in that formation is trying to go for the fastest defenders or just get fullbacks and play them as centre back. And you're good, honestly. You just need you just need pace in that formation. Pace and centre back, pace out wide, one half decent striker that can that can run, that can score, that can skill. 
that's a draft win. Like, I like that formation. It's really strong because people can't deal with the numbers you've got in attack. Um, obviously, that was a 3-5-2 last year a lot of the time, like when it became like meta. And we talked about Neil Guide's 3-5-2 uh, that he put together. I really liked it. Um, I was actually I was talking to Finisher in the Discord because he wanted to try the 3-5-2. And I suggested that you start in a four in the back and get a good passing center back as one of them. Maybe it doesn't have to, it pace almost doesn't matter because I suggested your fullbacks come in to become the, the other two out wide center backs the way they play this year. Cause I don't find the high defensive stat to be as important um, as prior years. So like, like I find just like Bellerin who has, let me look at it right here. 76 defending and 65 physical makes incredible tackles for me. Uh, so like, again, pace, Counterattack out wide is usually the is the way to go. Drop back counterattack. So I find the pace to be more important. So like, why not bring the fullbacks in to be your two wide center backs? Have one of your center backs be um, an actual center back, and then you bring one of the other center backs into the CDM role and be that defensive center mid center defensive mid role. And then you can have any center mid really playmaking. Like especially this year, Vinaldum looks like he's insane. Um, probably have that to be the other CDM. Yeah, so have him be the other CDM more box to box playmaking one. And then you have your wingers out wide still that can come back and help, but you don't really need them as much because you're going to have your fast fullbacks out, uh, there being the other outside center. Uh, I think that's how Neil Guide uses his three-back formations. I'm pretty sure he uses fullbacks as center backs. I know he last year he was he was mixed. He he did sometimes, and then sometimes he'd have um, his fullbacks be the wide mids. So yeah, it almost operate as like, a 5-3-2 in and, and defense. Yeah, he is like Kyle Walker. Um, who else did he have? He had one of the pace here. He has all pacey fullbacks as a center backs. I don't even think I think he plays that way even as four back formations. I think he just puts I think it's Joe Gomez and Kyle Walker, I think is his Kyle Walker center. is an outstanding center back this year. I was about to say this. He is unreal, especially in three backs. As center back, there's no one better, I think. Damn. You get that pace and then you get the I mean, like I said, the defensibility this year, I feel like the defensive stat doesn't matter as much, but obviously it's always good to have. So, <laughs> I mean, why not if you, if you can have that with the pace at center back? I think, I think Kyle Walker's like the dream 3-5-2 guy. Japes well, said... Well, is it? He's, he's got everything. He's got the pace. And he's, he's six foot, so he's tall enough. He's red. Well, not super tall, but tall enough, like you said. Mm-hmm. He's got the physicality. He's a class center back. I don't like him that much. As an actual fullback in a fullback formation, because I want my fullbacks to be a little bit better at dribbling, a little bit cleaner on the ball um, for the way I play. But as a centre back in a three back, I don't think you're going to get anything better than Walker, at least not at this stage of the game. Uh, as I was saying, Japes actually mentioned that he prefers having what well, one pacey centre back, but the other one he wouldn't mind if it's in the 60s or 70s, but with high defensive awareness and. I'm feeling what you guys have felt. I'm feeling that pace has really been what's uh, bailed me out of, of certain situations more yeah. than the defensive awareness. Now, granted, Varane is probably the best center back I've used so far, and I've used Ramos and, and some others, but the 82 pace on his base card um, with, I think he's 87 defending, is it's his defensive awareness is probably already high, but I'm wondering what a center back like maybe Chiellini might feel like. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I guarantee you, you're going to struggle because he's too slow. Right, yeah. So. Yes, this year. But um, as someone who's used some pretty terrible center backs, I can kind of speak on it a little bit. Like, I used Tamori, which uh, let me pull up his card right here just because I, um, I love him on FIFA. Bad defensive He's winners, super right? pacey. Um, let me, I just want to get his actual in games because I, I know his face card from looking at it enough times. But um, Fiaku Tamori. 
So he's got 80 pace, 83 sprint speed. Um, defensive awareness is 75, so it's honestly not that bad. Uh, for a 76 overall, I found him to be awful. Uh, so I think there is a balance somewhere, uh, because I had him and then I had Ferdinandino. found Ferdinandino to be decent, but too slow. Um, right. But then again, he's not like a top tier. So I, I think if you had exactly Ferdinandino's pace, but with a top, top tier center back like a Chiellini or um, a Ramos, if Ramos had less speed, I think that would be usable. But I've, I've since upgraded them to Nacho Fernandez and Mario Hermoso, who have 78 and 75 pace with much better defending. Um, I think Hermoso, 79 defensive awareness, uh, which is just, I mean, it's four, but at this point in the game, four is a big difference because there's not that much separating them. I found them to be so much better. So I think there is a balance. I don't think you can have um, these pacey, pacey, like 76 rated center backs. Like I know there's, there was some random country, uh, and Angola, I think has two super pacey center backs. Um, I don't think they'd be good enough because they're like 82 rated, or they're like 70 something rated. This is Overall. Russian guy that is rapid as well, isn't it? Pace in the 80s. Place so I think there's like a, some sort of balance to be had there. But I do think overall it's about the um, pace over the defensive rating. Yeah, this guy, yeah. Clint, Clinton Mata. He's got 84 sprint speed and then 76 defensive awareness. Right, so I overall. Yeah, he's, 70, he's from Club Bruges. And then there's a left back that gets a strong link to him from Angola as well. Uh, well Nurio Fortuna. Uh, he was last year, I think. Oh, okay. I recognize that name. And then there's Michel. Um, is it Michel Bastos, right? No. Who's, who's Michel Bastos? I don't know. This guy's. He Michel Bastos. He used to be like left wing, left back sort of player. Played that's what I'm thinking of. Now. But this is this is this is the other Bastos right here. His name's Bartomeu Quazanga, but he's he's also from Angola. He's got 78 pace, um, with 80 defensive awareness. He's 77 overall from Lazio. Um, so there's like an someone in the chat was talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in the chat right now. Um, because we're streaming live. On this episode, he's in the chat right now. He's talking about the he he's the one that showed me the Angola defense that you can put together the left back and the center back at a strong link, and then you get the soft link, um, to Lazio, and then you obviously have Strakoska as a good goalie. That's strong links too. I think um, the com- Lazio thing is is like when you have the combination of both pace and defensive awareness, you're just better off picking that center back. For example, if if I had the choice between Ramos and Varane, I'm taking Varane. Mm-hmm. 100%. So that's that's what it is. Like I wouldn't take Ramos over him. So, um, yeah, I've heard Joe Gomez is like one of the best center backs right now out there. Really interesting. Everyone because okay. of the 85 sprint speed, he's got 83 defensive awareness. He's all right. Yeah, I've played him in drafts a couple of times. He's good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, uh, I, I'm talking about like the people you can get now, and not maybe not like your icons or or, or like even like your Ramos and Verons, but like for an 83 overall, because um, he's got that kind of mix. He's got just enough pace to be fast at 85 sprint speed, 78 acceleration, and then enough defensive awareness at 83 to be kind of that good mix that we're talking about. I think defensive awareness mostly comes into play. Um, well, there, there's there's two situations, essentially. One is where the AI is controlling the player, where obviously his positioning is better. I think that's interceptions and defensive awareness is some combination of, of sorts that determines how his AI positioning is. So that's where that is important and also for the jockey because I remember reading something that um, players with, with lower defensive awareness would be less effective at jockeying. They would jockey slower and less responsive and that sort of, sort of stuff. Really? I did not know that. I think that was in, in the massive, massive pitch notes they released before the game was even out. Huh, okay. So reading. There, but I'm, I'm not fully sure. That, was, that way they tried to stop um, making people just defend with their CDMs, which is 
a weak attempt, if I'm honest, because if we look at the CDMs people use, they're, they're usually fast and have good defensive stats. So, right, I'm loving Wilfred and Dean. Get the logic behind that, but I quite like that. This is a this is a thing because that I don't know, well, it does make the game more pay to win, which is disappointing, but um, it makes the better defenders better at defending, which they should be. It's it's a it's a that that right there that almost like two sentences you had back to back is I think the heart what I think if this was the only thing we were complaining about would be the dream because in theory ultimate team should be pay to win because you'd if it wasn't pay to win it'd be kind of boring <laughs> because yeah. we could you, you could just build like a silver team at the start and and just use that all year um, if it wasn't pay to win like kind of like everyone always says like they want the old FIFA backs like the Brasilvers and stuff like that which which at, is fun for a limited amount of time. Because you're not constantly building and growing your team. Like I in FIFA 13, I ran Alexander Esfine as my striker the entire year, um, because there was no point in improving because he was as good as you were gonna get. <laughs> uh, so, I think there is a reason pay to win should be strong. But well, I, I I still hold my statement from the first episode that I think this is the strongest pay to wins ever been. Um, even by, since by I've upgraded well, my team. What? By by quite quite a bit as well. Pay to win is the worst has ever been, or the strongest has ever been. This year. Yeah, 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 worst or best, whichever way, whichever way you look at it. If you're basing, probably the best it's ever been. Um, is it though? But, because don't you guys feel like there's more options for you to pick from this year? Maybe it's early there still. Is, there is more options, but you can just tell the difference between the the players that have the right stats in the right areas and some some scrappy non-rare that you're running at centre-back, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Sure, sure. But I'm talking from an attacking perspective. Like, the centre-backs are really not that expensive. There are some... Like, you can get away... If you really wanted to, you could go get your Ramos for 130k, 150k, whatever he's going for, um, which a lot of people will be able to afford. But from an attacking point of view... I feel like there are more options this year than the previous years. Again, maybe it's still early, so things early are not. Goals, yeah, yeah it's, things are not settled. People don't have like crazy teams yet, so I'm coming up against you know things that are or teams that are more. Uh, there's more variety, but from what I've I've seen or I've felt is like you can go and and use Sterling. You can go and use Hazard this year. Hazard actually feels one of the better left wingers on the game. Whereas previous years, he was just clunky, couldn't turn, felt heavy. Complete opposite this year, feels really good. Salah, which you would probably never use uh, due to his weak foot, is now an option. So Salah is top tier, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's top tier. He's, in, he's 300, 400,000, I believe. So from that point of view, yes, it's pay to win, but now you don't have to go out and get Neymar and CR7 and Mbappe. Obviously, those are going to be the best of the best. Like, obviously, those are going to be the best players to get on the game. But now you can at least compete without having those. At least that's how I felt. I mean, that is always the case early on, though, because people don't usually have the best of teams. But once we're in the game, like mid-game cycle, the player pool of viable players will narrow down so much and it's, it's going to be the key stats again this year i think pace balance agility for the dribbling skill moves weak foot not so much um we'll see about shooting because i actually feel shooting is the most balanced has ever been um, i quite like the way it is but don't you guys think they can do more with promos to make that like more viable they, they can yeah it just depends what they do to the stats because I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of difference to last year where 
there is certain key stats that you're looking for in a player that determine whether he's usable or not. It just seems that more players are usable early on, which obviously there are, because there, there is the, the difference in terms of player ability of, of the cards is smaller because there, there's not that many promo and special cards yet, and mm. people don't have the coins to buy super teams. So you're playing against weaker teams, so you get away with worse players yourself, if you get me. That that will change. At some point, you'll, everyone's going to be running around with Mbappes and Neymars and all that stuff, which, by the way, Mbappe strikes terror into me when I see him on my opponent's team. He's a joke. So hard to defend against, with just with the pace. And that's what makes me think we're going to get to the point where the the player pool is going to be super slim again. And in weekend league, you're going to come up against very, very similar teams over and over again. There, there is going to be some variety. I feel like last year there was more variety than we've had in FIFA 19 and 18, for example, because there was more promos going on, better promos going on. They juiced the cards more. There was loads of SBCs. So there was a lot of players that were good. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I think I'm in the middle of you two, I think, the most. Because I think, Joey, you, you said that it wasn't pay to win, but then like you named just like high-rated players at the same time. However, I do agree with, I think there's more usable players this year because of specifically weak foot. I think this that's going to be where the, the huge difference is because outside of the promos, I mean, last year towards the end, they started fixing it. Well, we're obviously not going to get less promos than last year. We're going to get the same or more. Um, they're never gonna. I don't think they're ever gonna come up with less now at this point because it's kind of what Ulta Team's built on is these promos at this point. However, I think because of stuff like weak foot not being as important, it does add some variety. However, I still think it's pay to win in the sense that I've slowly been upgrading my team. Obviously, as a road to glory, it's a little bit slower moving than putting FIFA points on. So I've used some real bad players. Um, the difference even just between the 77s to 79 overall meta. Cards we'll call them meta, the people that always that you saw flood your Twitter timeline with their starter teams. Um, the difference between those cards and then using like someone like a Wilfred and Didi, who's an 84, Gabriel Jesus, who's an 83. Uh, just the difference in using like two, those two guys right there specifically in my team have made such a huge difference. So now I can only imagine using a Conte instead of an Didi, and then I don't know using an, maybe not Aguero. He's a bad example because he got he's kind of slow. Um, but like using like a top tier Premier League striker on top of like Jesus is I think even larger than it was before. Um, but I will say that outside of a few promos last year, they didn't really touch weak foot and skill moves. Um, so if they want to improve that in pro promos this year, every single promo, um, then it'd be good. But now we don't have to have a specific promo like shapeshifters or whatever, what, whatever was it birthday, whatever one touched like the, the weak foot and stuff like that and actually jacked them up. Yeah. We don't really need that anymore because now if Salah gets a promo card and they don't touch his weak foot, but they just give him like a stat increase. He's, that's a that's a promo card that instantly becomes like a usable card in the game as long as it's not obviously we're not that's solid going to a 91 seven months from now um but theoretically now i could i could see promos the top tier promo cards no matter who they are being effective because it's more about the stats increase which is what the promo cards do than the weak foot the skill moves i mean we talked about five star skill moves being good but i think overall it's because everyone can do skill moves technically this year um at a certain effectiveness um I think it's no longer about that than it is the stat increase. So I think as long as like a high-rated player gets a stat increase, they instantly become more usable than their previous version, where last year, if Salah got, went from a 90 to a 91 in a promo, or even a 92, he didn't become more usable because he was still at the same weak foot. Right, yeah. 
And on top of that, one just from a gameplay standpoint, I know Elastico is like <laughs> the go-to skill move for a lot of pros because that's what it's easiest way to change directions. But another effective quote-unquote skill move, even though I don't consider a skill move, the fake shot seems to be most effective and anyone can do the fake shot. The fake shot seems to, again, I don't know if this is a bug, but it literally glitches out the defender. There's yeah, time through them. Fake shot La Croqueta is still huge for me. Yeah, so those like I'm talking about fake shot while still moving, not fake shot stopping. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, the running fake yeah, shot or whatever. Yeah. Fake shot, and not the advanced one, just the regular XA <laughs> or uh, whatever it is on PS4. The fake shot glitches out the defender, and for whatever reason, they can't tackle the ball. You either nutmeg them or you, you, you they have better positioning than you, but for some reason, they don't toggle on yeah, they, they don't out of the ball they, they overshoot and you you kind of do a bridge dribble with a you, you're talking about those little sprinting fake shots at a small angle yes aren't you? yes yeah, exactly the ones that you could spam in fifa 19 to no end and just go into circles right so those and are so effective that they make players like sterling and those pacey like hazard all the ones that don't have five star skills they're still effective because they can perform that that move so that's that's another thing that that I've been noticing as well is like even though five star skill moves is so good, I think I can get away without having to have it on my squad. Like it's not a necessity, even though it's an advantage. You still can bring in uh, other players that'll that'll do the job. It, it is an advantage, but for me, it's mostly about fun um, with the skill moves. I just enjoy doing them. Um, what you've said about the Elastico, I 100% agree with. Though I think it's. In the correct scenario, still the most effective skill move there is when you're when you're facing the sideline essentially, and you're trying to turn towards goal. You can do an elastico and then one of these accelerated fake shots, and then just get your finish away because defenders are just not fast enough, and you kind of glitch through them because the elastico has a a certain potential to glitch through defenders as well. It's not just the fake shots; the elastico can do that as well. So um, that that's part of the reason I think why Cristiano Ronaldo is the best card on this game. Gold card, that is. Yep. I don't know if you've tried him in draft, but he's... A oh, yeah. He's, I said that last he's week. single-handedly he wins drafts. Yep. He carried me hard there's on a, a lot. There's a couple of players with, with this sort of carrying ability. Obviously, the, the big three that we've mentioned, um, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Neymar, they've got that. But I've been thoroughly impressed as well with Sadio Mane. I think he's very, yep. very good this year. We are back for FUT21. And so is the sponsor of the podcast, CardsPlug.com. CardsPlug.com will give you a real-life FIFA card to hang up on your wall or just have by your bedside or next to your gaming setup. For me, I have them next to my gaming setup, uh, waiting for my uh, man cave to set it up on the wall. But they are very nice, very high-quality, thick cardboard. I have mine next to me. It's beautiful. Um, they'll print any card in the game. So obviously, FUT21, early game. If you find a meta player you may like, maybe that's who you go after. Um, but yeah, you can get any player in the game. You can make yourself on the card. I have one of myself right here on MLS Player of the Month from last season. Uh, and yeah, so they have any card that you could want. If you use the promo code FUTLIVE at checkout, you're going to get a discount on top of it. So high quality and for reasonable price. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Cardsplug.com slash FUTLIVE or Cardsplug.com. Go to checkout and use promo code FUTLIVE. Check out high quality card and just so customizable you can get really whatever you want um and let me tell you the foot 21 card designs that have come out so far are beautiful so get yours today yep money's another one i haven't heard much about messi actually at all oh i, I can tell you messi is not very good he's he's clean on the ball good dribbling and stuff 
the lack of pace lets him down so much. You can you can run him in a two striker formation if you've got someone with better pace next to him and run him as that balance forward that kind of sits between the lines more as a as a false nine essentially in, in a way a, or a cam or something. Like a central uh, cam, either in a four one two and two yeah, narrow or even a four two three one center cam. But the, the lack of pace is very very detrimental to him this year. I don't think he's very good. And most people I've talked to agree with me. They don't really like Messi. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Like I, I'm saying, I haven't really seen him on any squads at all. Like if people want to bring him, they're they're essentially just if they pack them, it seems like they're just quick to sell them. On top of it, La Liga is kind of sprints me. I haven't noticed that. I was gonna say he doesn't even look that slow um, because he's got the 85 pace. I think the 80, but obviously having 80 sprint speed that is super deceiving to see 85 because i was gonna say like i don't think i think pace is huge we've we've talked about it a few times now already this episode pace is huge um but i think you can get around it with certain players especially at cam like i was using william um just at cam uh so i, I imagine Messi's a better version of that but i didn't realize 80 sprints me that is slow um and, and any attacker even with 91 acceleration does not matter 80 sprint speed is just very slow I mean, we'll talk. Messi's going to get a team of the year. He'll get that. I, so we'll see if that gets jacked up. But um, yeah, you cannot use him at any wing um, with 80 sprint speed. That's just un- like unacceptable at this point in the year, like any FIFA. There's a lack of right wings this year, I feel. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Salah is pretty much the only one. Yep. I, I'm trying I mean, to think of. Felix, you're using uh, Mane. Well, I'm using Mane you're not using a winger, but you're using Mane in your starting formation as right wing. Yes. Over traditional. Because yeah, I, I don't think people have the point, uh, the money to afford someone like Garincha <laughs> yet. Most oh, that's right. I mean, yes, you can go the icon. Yeah, you can get an icon. There's not even a lot of icon right. No, there's Figo, Garincha, and Best. And George Best. Yeah, that's what that's I'm. It. I'm looking at right wings right now, and I'm not seeing anything. I mean, this inform Hamas with 58 sprint speed. Bale, Bale's a few informs away. Bale um, is actually not bad. In, in, on yeah. this game at all. I quite enjoyed him. Uh, there's a couple of players. The actual insane that's for an 83. That's a stupid. I don't get why. What how they pick their ratings out because that is Bale is a stupid looking 83. He he. Yeah. That's like an 85, 86 overall card. He yeah. he feels really good as well. Where you'll have Jordan well, Henderson without a single stat over 86. He's not got the turns and the dribbles and all that stuff. Because yeah, he, I think he's a bit low balance, mediocre in balance and agility. 65 balance, 78 agility. But, he feels faster than 88 pace to me, and he finishes. Like He has 89 sprint speed. I don't know if that he's helps. A, he's but... a gunman, Bale, for me. They've yeah. definitely toned down the balance and agility thing, by the way. Because I've played against uh, Harry Kane, and for whatever reason, it seemed like the guy I was playing against could dribble with him or could turn with him. And I've used Harry Kane top... pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> he I scored... don't know what it is. Dude, he can score some bang. At least against me, he scored some bangers. And I've been. I, I, little... I conceded a 17 minute hat trick to him. I won the game 4 3, but. <laughs> I like I blinked, I blinked and all of a sudden Harry Kane had three on me. It made no sense, and it wasn't even like he was dribbling by me. He got the ball in the box, and his first touch was so good. The guy was like flicking his first touch into space every single time, and like he was controlling it. And fin- he obviously he's gonna finish everything at that point. Yeah, that's something I've I've noticed though. Um, when when you say Joey that your opponent seemed to be able to dribble with uh, with Harry Kane, I cannot get on with the tall, not agile strikers like. I've seen a lot of people say Obama Young is class on this FIFA. In my opinion, he sucks. Like, I just can't use him because the, the, I don't know if you've experimented with the RB dribbling yet. Um, I've tried. I can't dribbling. seem to. I've tried, man, but for whatever reason, it's just like it's weird. I can't. I can't get a grip of how to use it. I'm. I'm I think I've figured it out a little bit, at least. Um, 
I don't know, you were in the stream when I played earlier. I'm using it quite a lot and just to change direction, really, is just it's not a hold it and use it all the time. It's more tap it, do a little RB dribble, then go on normally, tap it, do it again. It's just essentially when, when you're approaching a defender, you, you do an RB dribble, start off by going backwards and then to the side. That's all it is. Just backwards to the side, backwards to the side. It's, just, it's basically like you're doing a drag back, is the way I use it. Yes, yeah. So strong. I felt... because you just get the ability to move around if you've got an agile player and a good dribbler that the defender just can't cope with because he's not agile enough he's not fast enough to to keep up with your movement and you go left and right and left and right and he's going to commit to a tackle at some point he's going to panic and then you've just got space and you can get your shot away so that's the way i've been using it it's really strong and I've, i notice it when i get into weird patterns again and bad habits and i don't use the rb dribbling i'm struggling to create in some games and as soon as I remember, hold on, I've got to use this. Then I don't know it's Aubameyang off because he sucks. Put Salah striker, use RB dribbling. I'm, I'm able to turn up scoring goals on goals on goals. It's I really definitely more of a. Uh, I have to implement it more into my into my game for sure because what I've been ma mainly using is uh, L1 or LB. And yeah, I'm not using that at all. Sprinting into space. Have you done that? Where it speed boosts into space? Have you got either no, one of you guys? Not in the slightest. The speed boosts I do is um, mostly result from stepovers and elasticos. Okay, so you're missing out on. But you're pressing because I was practicing it with. I was playing some squad battles and I was just like purposely trying to dribble different ways just to learn. And I was just shooting the ball off into space like speed dribble was. It's really, really good. It's. I learned it from Hectic Dukes. He he does it all the time. So basically, if you hold LB or L1 and then you exit with a sprint, you, I don't know, you just like explode into the space where the defender can't react in time. It's super effective. That's been the that main way. You might have to try that. You, it's definitely his go-to. When I wa was watching him play last night, it was his go-to and he was, he was cooking people. The guy, dude, he's got 130 wins and one loss. It's unreal. Granted, his team is God Squad, but still, that's... I don't know, man. He's looking pretty damn good for FIFA 21 if he competes. I mean, I'm going to have to try the, the LB dribbling. I've, I've not experimented with it at all so far. But um, I'll probably be live again tomorrow. If, if you can tune in, I'll, I'll try and... I'll try and show you how I do the RB dribbles, but I need I need the agile players. I can do it with pretty much anyone all over the field. Like I'm doing it with centre backs to send the attackers to the shops, but they're shit at jockeying and tackling and all that stuff. So it's pretty easy. You can use it in the midfield to just change your angles and gain a bit of space. But when I'm trying to attack and and get enough space to put a, a shot away when my opponent's crowding the box, then I really need the agile dribblers, and I I just can't get on with the Aubameyangs, the Harry Kanes. They they just don't cut the mustard for me. Obviously, if you have Neymar, there is no one better to do the dribbling with than him. Salah has been really good as well. Mane as well. Those sort of players. Ronaldo's just got the Ronaldo bullshit. You could just bundle through players. You just fake shot into them and you're in on that, essentially, is what it is with him. But th those players, I don't know. I just, I just need agility and dribbling ability on this and I'm, I'm going to be good. Rodrigo, for example, the, the Leeds United striker, the Spaniard, I found him to be class on this. Everyone loves him. I mean, he's actually. I was surprised that. So I was trying to think of different strikers because I have Gabby Jesus, like I said. So I could fit a Premier League striker, and I thought Rodrigo was gonna be super expensive because every single Premier League team I've ever seen runs with a Rodrigo striker. Um, but he's actually not that expensive for what he can do. I thought it was he like thirty k the other day. I don't know. 
He was extinct for a while. Really and then he was extinct at the start of the game. And then they increased his... What's his price range? I'm pulling him up right now. He used to be 30k He's, extinct. Right. His price range now, let me search on transfer... Oh, it's not going to show me if I search on transfer market, but... Um, there's a bid on him right here for 25k. There's a couple for thirty-two thousand. So you probably get him for under that thirty k. Uh, yeah, thirty thousand five hundred right there. So yeah, he could be under thirty k. Interesting. That seems like a good card. One card that I was extremely unhappy with and kind of disappointed that he's not good is Aguero. Just an absolute dud on twenty-one men. Yeah, absolutely no pace. That's what that's what, like what I was getting at. You can already see what the meta is going to be in terms of attack, because that's pace and agility. I mean, I felt like he couldn't even... I don't know. I just, I'm just i disappointed that someone like him is, is just a dud. Like I couldn't do anything with him. I'm not so, going to say I told you, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can we just pretend that uh, Lua will be usable? Yeah, I haven't tried him yet. I want to. No, I, think... I haven't either. I'm trying to stay away from it because I end up just building a Bundesliga team and I'm so freaking bored of it just to use him. But he, did, if it means anything, he did get an inform that got a plus one to dribbling and didn't touch his agility or balance at all. So, I will. Fun. The next team I make is 100% going to be... Uh, it's going to be La Liga defense because I want to keep Varane and Angle or Ramos as my center backs. And then... Probably Alba and Navas as my fullbacks because they're super, super good. Navas is an underrated fullback. I, I never see anyone use. You got him, a huge boost this year, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks good. Well, I saw, I saw someone using him, but he's I forgot about it. Um, Alba is quite cheap, to be fair, but I think it's just because everyone goes for Mendy, who is in, yep. insane yet again. Yep. So I'm probably gonna keep those as my defense, and then just go with like Kimmich. Um, I don't know. Sane is good. I would say I'd say Gretzko over Kimmich as well, but um, Sane is obviously on Bayern now, and and with the weak foot not mattering as much, I wonder how it's possible now this year. I want to try. I know I know Sancho is a little bit low pace, but I definitely want to see how he performs. He's got the five star skill move, so he can make up for it. Bad weak foot as well, but again, kind of talking about that doesn't really matter. Kingsley Coleman again too. Bayern again, so you can. Yeah, yeah. Can't finish. Is he in packs yet, or is he still? Yeah, yeah, he's in packs. The Bayern Douglas Costa is. Eh, yeah, but then I'd rather have Sane as my um, yeah. Costa wing. can't oh, yeah, finish; yeah. like he's got sixty-four finishing. That is a problem. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, he's class. Yeah, I'll report back next week once I it's, use. It's the exact same with. Uh, I don't know if you've played with uh, Saint Maximan in draft. I haven't, but I've heard good things. Oh, he's he is a joy to play with, as long as you don't try to shoot. <laughs> okay. It's so much fun just running with him, dribbling with him, skinning with him. And then you finish and you literally regret it the second you press me. Yeah. Unless, it's, unless it's an absolute stinker that you just, you just can't not score. But He's overpriced in my opinion. Isn't he like... Oh, he's so overpriced. So, so overpriced. But I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to try it. And for Steve Stokes, I know he pronounces it Lewandowski because he makes fun of the US people who say Lewandowski. I mean, oh. he is Lewandowski, so... I, I, wait, people say Dowski? No, I say Lewandowski. Le Lewandowski, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but an F, like, it's, like the W's an F, yeah. Right, but he says the Americans say Lewandowski or something. I don't Lewin, know. Probably Lewandowski would be how Americans yeah. would say it, because you just, you just say it how it's per, like spelt, essentially. Right. 
um, so, in the right. American form. Yeah, I think uh, I've just I obviously because it's my favorite point. Obviously, I watch him enough that they pronounce it enough times that I've heard it. Um, and I've obviously heard him say his own name. So yeah. So I'll. Uh, it's funny that's Lewandowski though, and then you, obviously the short and front version is Lua. Lua, yeah, Lua. <laughs> but uh, Royce ruined me one game. I've only played him once, but he ruined absolutely ruined me one game. <laughs> so if you want to try him out at camp, he's got good. Yeah, he's got good. It's because he's got the pace like super. Uh, he's only got eighty pace and only seventy. I don't have speed. a camp though in my formation. If I'm oh, gonna... true. Yeah, yeah. This, I don't think it's a point to use him in the midfield. Yeah, no, he's. But his he literally finished everything he got, and he's got he's got decent dribbling. I'm you know, crazy. I'm excited to see who they're gonna pick for ultimate scream because that's like that's the next promo, right? The first yeah, it should be in two oh, weeks, yeah. a week and a half, whatever that yeah, is. I just know they they pick players that sort of make sense in a Halloweeny way, and then just please make them usable and not some random. They did last year. Like they yeah. had a hero with a nice pace boost and things like that. Remember, remember Adama, everyone's favorite super sub. Yeah, yeah. Last year was like the best ultimate scream cards in terms of usability but they were also not necessarily 100 percent linked to being scary yeah um or having like a halloween themed name like i don't i can't think of one off the top of my head but um similar to what they you did know, with christmas you know who scares me like a player that i find scary is musa sissoko just because he's got something about his facial expression i find scary he just looks evil i don't know what it is he's always he always looks angry Probably, probably a nice guy, pretty chill, I imagine. Like, I don't know. If you played like him recently, you'd probably be a little bit angry as well. <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> paying attention to what Sissoko's been doing on the pitch, if I'm honest. Uh, uh, he's, I mean, you, you might have when he was on Newcastle, but it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. But yeah, no, he, I, I heard his card's like expensive too for a 79. I have. Yeah, yeah, I packed, yeah, I packed I untradeable in Dombele, so I was just like, well, he's he's a one rating higher French center mid, so he's exactly the same as Sissoko. You'd think he'd be better, but Sissoko had a higher price, I think. Yeah, because he's got the he's got insane physical Sissoko and decent defending. Oh, I, I never liked him on FIFA though, because I, I like players that have some sort of ability on the ball, and Sissoko does. Is Kante still goaded at CDM this year? He, he keeps yes. rising in price. Can, really? Kante is. Uh, I so packed Kante's him on like I told you. I packed him on tradable. He's two hundred k. I think he's now three hundred k. Oh, I sold mine for three hundred k. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I packed him pretty early on, so I don't know if he's still rising in price. I had, I had bought him um, the day before uh, EA Play release for hundred k, since obviously everything is cheaper at that point. And then I sold him at three hundred, so I was like, I'll take the Swift two hundred k pro. Trade. Yeah, it looks like he's still yeah he's still hovering around three hundred three hundred four right here is one you can buy right now for three hundred four. Damn, there's so many. This is I, I, maybe that's why I'm enjoying FIFA right now. But there are so many different teams I want to try. Like I want to try Pogba again. He seems to be better this year than he was last I've, year. I've heard a lot of good things about Pogba, but I honestly don't know where people are getting it from because I didn't like him. I don't like the look of his card. Me either. Um, I think it's overpriced. Two hundred k for that. Yeah, uh, he wasn't good, pace. but maybe that was me. Maybe that was reading something about Pogba in real life. I don't know. I might have gotten the tweets mixed up. <laughs> I really don't know. Okay, today. I don't know, he's just got average defending, the subpar pace, average shooting. Nothing about him screams out to me that he's going to be good except for his physicals and the skill moves. And I've tried him in draft and he's exactly what I imagine him to be. He's just a nice physical presence, but really heavy and sluggish, I feel like. Hmm. I had him at the start of last year. Okay, even almost. In my team that got verified um, week one. And all my days, I was happy when I got rid of him. 
I did not like Pogba last year, and I don't think I would like him this year. I've got Vinaldum right now, a CDM who I find to be really, really good. Yeah, he, everyone says he's he's really good. Ideally, I'd have De Bruyne as my secondary CDM, if I'm honest, but I just can't make it work for chemistry. But you know that that is the oh, problems you have when you play to win. There is one more thing about maybe we should keep it for the next next week's episode about gameplay, but there's some passing stuff. I'm not going to get into it because this yeah, week yeah, yeah. too long, so I'll keep it for next week, especially since we'll have weekend league to to talk about. But um, passing is one thing that that's been kind of weird to me this year. I just want to briefly touch back on the formation things um, that we talked about when we got into the three five two. Um, I've been calling it Mister Aubrey Ball when I get the the three five two yeah, because obviously he's a massive, massive advocate of the three five two. Plays it every year. He's really really good at it. Catches people out because they're not used to playing against it. So um, if you guys listening are interested in in a podcast where we talk about the three five two a little bit, let us know. We we could try and get him on. Because um, I know he's he's setting his team up to be a three-five-two team again, and he's having good success with it. And uh, since I'm having decent success with it as well in draft, maybe it's something that interests you in in terms of a formation that you want to you want to use. You know, just something different, something to break out of the the same old, same old that everyone is playing, that everyone is facing all the time. So um, if you would find that interesting, let us know. Yeah, you know, I definitely love to have him on just because I think. Even last year, was it last year or was it two years ago? What? When we had him on, it was last year, right? Oh, well, last year, yeah, it was last year. Sometime. I think a lot of people enjoyed having him on. Just have a very tactical yeah. heavy episode. Early last year, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like start of the year. Yeah, it was. We, start- maybe we could ask him if there is any differences in the formation that he feels compared to last year. If it's stronger, weaker. If there are certain areas that oh, he I'm noticed changing, def- what, what he's doing differently in terms of tactics might be interesting as well. I actually think he has fullbacks uh, as his left mid and right mid. But again, I, I'd yeah, love to have usually, one. He usually does. Or one fullback and one actual winger or something. For example, I don't know, maybe he used Jordi Alba at left mid and Carl Walker or something at centre-back, stuff like that. He, he, he changes his team a lot as well, um, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. He always has a very analytical and tactical approach to it. Like he thinks about what he wants to do and how he can achieve that with the tactics and then changes them, see what it does, and then tries to figure out what, what could work. Like he thinks ahead of what this might do, then tries it out and sees if it works. So I find that uh, tends to be really interesting, the way he, he tries to fine-tune his tactics. Um, he, used, he used to have um, a really successful 4-3-3-2 setup as well. I don't know if that was in FIFA 19, though, um, when he used to play that. Now, that is a formation that I found quite... Quite good in draft as well. I know Joey, yeah. you prefer the flat four three three, I think you said, or the four three two one, which are formations that I did not get on with really well. But the four three three with the one CDM and the two centimeters, I found really good, and I quite enjoy that. I, pretty much every time I get that uh, formation, and it's not completely smelly in terms of the players I get. I get a somewhat capable team with it. I'm making the draft final and win it most of the time. It's quite good. So maybe yeah. that could be interesting as well. But I've not really got a lot to talk about um, in terms of that, to be honest, because I use the same basic custom tactics for most of the formations I get in terms of the depth and width and all that stuff. It's just the instructions where where it gets interesting, I feel. Or just the way you play. I don't know. If, you, if people are interested in that, let us know. Tweet us at um, FatLifePod or reach out to our personal accounts. You know, DMs are open. You can, you can tag us. I read all of my notifications, essentially. Because I've got nothing to do and I'm a bit 
bit lonely. Um, One last thing though before we end here um, that I want to talk about <laughs> was was um, the objectives because we obviously just got our first objective card. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, with Diego Jota. Uh, good card. Actually, surprising again. We're talking about pace being effective. He actually doesn't have a ton of pace, but I actually really like him as a card. I use it, so one of the objectives is you get his lone version of his ones to watch. So that was the first time I'd used him, um, and I actually really liked him. I put him in like a Portuguese team just to get the last objectives done. But that's not really the point. We're not, we're not here to um, give a review of Diego Jota. We're more. Uh, this is the first time they were able to give us an objective in the game, valuable because it's the ones to watch. Obviously, can go up. He actually is playing for Liverpool. He's a good player. He's going to get he probably is going to get a special card here or there however it's another year of objectives and rivals which is not fun because i said it at the beginning i was i was looking forward to this year of actually trying to get better at the game i didn't try all of fifa 20 to get better at the game really because there's no point um in my opinion the best cards were the, the rewards for getting finishing in division one rank one are not the same value. You're not going to, if you get lucky, you maybe pack them the good, but you're not going to get the value you do of dropping down divisions and getting these objective cards done. The, this is the first one. There was no win requirement in any of his, so you didn't have to win the game. I don't know, maybe the squad battles, but who cares? It's squad battles. Um, there was no win requirement uh, at all uh, in his rival's objectives, so that's a positive. So if you don't care about winning, but you don't want to relegate, it's a good balance because. Um, you don't really have to relegate. You're eventually going to score a goal with a through ball from a Portuguese player. It's not that hard, um, even against good top opponents. You may not win the game, um, but if you just only focus on that one objective, you, you'll get it done. So it's a step in the right direction in that sense, but it's 10 steps back because it's still in rivals when that was literally probably one of the number one complaints about content um, last year. Probably the number one complaint because content, honestly, was not that bad. Um, promos are good. Um, and and I think having the objectives that they add, they've added so many objectives that I, it's only a good thing. Um, but the biggest complaint was, please take it out of rivals. Give us a separate mode for them, an objectives mode. Put them in friendlies, but like with requirements that you can't just like match up against a friend or or just message your opponent and say like, just, hey, you want to trade? But I don't know your guys' thoughts. Obviously, you guys are much, you guys care much more about the competitiveness of it of rivals so you you probably don't care too much about the objective cards but for me who is more about the content than the competitiveness of the game for me it just ruined all the balance i would have had with are with you that. still doing pack only or did you switch away from this no year? no no i so i'm just a fully road to glory uh the okay. pack the pack only is something to do probably after team of the year maybe even after yeah. like january more feb like start february because there's just not enough objectives in the game and realistically you can only get packs each week from uh, rivals and squad battles rewards. And then it's just like, you're at the mercy of the packs where when you're at the mercy of the pack and the gameplay, it's, it's something doable. Like if you watch like Nepenthe series, they did like really at the end of the year, like summer heat, there's just so many cards in rotation in terms of mm -hmm. um, objective. Like you can just grind the gameplay. There just isn't that right now. So it's, it was so boring. I, I kept using the same theme and there's almost no way to improve it. So I've just switched to just full road to glory. So I got to buy my team and I've instantly had more fun. Just even getting like I, I said at the beginning, bought in Diddy. I bought uh Polisic, who's a fantastic card for an eighty one. Um I bought Regulon, I bought Bellerin, I bought that Spanish back one. Um more of an OP defenders because I was trying to use Tamori who I packed and it was just not fun at all. Yeah, I think if I were in your shoes, I'd probably have more to say about having objective and division rivals, but since for me, I don't really go after the objectives just because I never end up using the players. 
Um, I just go out in the market and, and pick the players I want most of the time. However, um, I'm most likely going to end up picking a PS5 up next month. And I think I'm not going to put in FIFA points on it because I've noticed that I think the game is more fun the less you spend. Uh, this year, I spent the most. And granted, I ended up with a decently good squad. I feel like I would have... It just happened too quick. The turnaround time was too quick. Like, I got a good team too quick. You know, two weeks into the game, I already felt like my team was good enough. I feel like a grind would have been more fun. And I think I'll have more to say on objectives once I do that. Because that's when I'll be like, you know what? That's That's a card I can probably fit onto my squad. So... When I go into divisions, I'm just looking for competition and trying to get better. That's that's and it's probably frustrating for someone like you who just wants to get an objective done, but you come up against someone like me who it doesn't care and is going to play it out and not look at the messages I get saying, Hey, let me score with this guy or that guy. Yeah, and I so I'm I'm fully against messaging people. I'll do it here and there. Um like if the person messages me, it mm-hmm. says like, Can we do it? I'll say like, Okay, can we swap? Um, but I, I, I want to like legit do the objectives like for fun because I think that's fun. I you have to build. Yeah. You have to build, I built a Portuguese team for Jota, um, just using cards I had. So I got to try out different players. Uh, I, I had a silver, uh, Rafael Liao, um, from AC Milan. He had he's just a ton of pace and actually decent shooting for a 74. It's fun to use him. Uh, fun to use the actual Jota, uh, uh, Diego Jota's base card. You used him at striker. Um, and had brought in like Gelson Martins as a as a cam. It's just fun to try out different cards. Yeah, and so I, I don't want to message for the objective because I actually want to do them legit and actually try out these teams for fun. I don't care if I win or lose. Like, obviously, not having the win requirement was huge. Fun. F- I only lost two games because I'm in a low division anyways. I'm in division four, so I only lost two games actually doing it. Uh, so it wasn't like I went down. I probably average on average went up a few points, um, ranking points from when I started it to when I finished it. But I'd rather just do it against people that are also trying to do it, but do it legitly and not message each other. So I don't know if there's like a a separate mode that needs to be made whether they just want to make objectives like gold cups in and but the entry is that you have to have a certain amount of players like so for jota they could say you have to have five portuguese players on your team in, in your starting 11 or something like that um to even enter the cup like the cup to play the games and then you obviously have to win all four to get to the end um similar to how dkt's worked in the past or if you if you're old like us and have played fifa since like fifa 13 14 they had the cup competitions that had specific requirements uh but it doesn't cater to the casual because the casual player who's in division seven or i don't think there actually is people in division seven just like for that aren't there on purpose uh it obviously caters to them if they can match people of their own skill level every single game um and try to get the objectives done because if you throw them into a gold cup competition they can match up anyone in that round so for them to win four straight games and, and win the final would be very hard. And as we know, with all these promos, EA's catering to the casual more than they are their committed players because then they're, they know their committed players will be there no matter what. So I can see why they don't do it, but it's just it's just really frustrating to see that the first objective ever was in Rivals um, because that just means the whole year is going to be in that. In that. So Yeah, I've, I've always loved uh, the FIFA 17 or 16, whatever it was, where you just hopped in the tournament and the uh, reward was was one of the Fuddies cards or whatever. I just wish that was back because that's something I would be on board with. Play the four games, win the four games, get a reward for doing that um, on top of having objectives as well. Like, I just wish there was more than just one way. You know what I mean? Like, right now, there's one way. You do the rival's objective and that's it. But yeah, 
moving forward in the future, I'm hoping they just add multiple ways to be able to to finish objectives and multiple ways to get rewards, not just oh do this to do to get this, and that's the only way. Like some of them are in squad battles. Well, I, I don't want to play squad battles. You know, like let let me do it the way I want to do it. So I'm hoping they they have different ways in the future. You know, probably next year um, to do it. But for me. We'll, I'll have more to say on that once PS5 comes out because I will be doing a uh, no money spent on the PS5. I was gonna say like you you obviously I was I almost said like what do you mean like that that your accounts transfer over to a new account but you're on Xbox yeah I'm on now. Xbox yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm the, I'll be getting both a Series X and a PS5 but even I've been so I've been on flex, Xbox no 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 I'm not, it's not a flex it's not a flex it's not a flex here's why here's why here's why let me t- let me explain it's this is why it's not a flex so I've been on Xbox and it's people say it's dead but it truly this year i felt it the most because i'm not getting many variety of matches in in division rivals and on top of that the market is we have 1.4 million cards listed and ps4 has like seven so it's a massive difference this year i feel and i originally pre-ordered the series x um because i wanted to stick on xbox but after playing fifa 21 for the past few weeks i've realized that I don't know if it's still the, how do I say it? Like, I'm not trying to be a pro, so I don't care who I play up against, but I also don't want to come up the same people every day. You know what I'm saying? Like I've played the same guy maybe three times in the past two days. So again, I don't know if it's just the pool of players is, is a lot less or whatever, but um, after early doors that, in terms of true, it could be that too. It could be people get, game came out. What? Three days, two days ago, three days ago. That's holy, true as well. Release is Friday. Well. That's true as well. So I, I, I'm not 100. percent um, But then the counter, the counterpoint to that is that you're in Division One, right? So people that are in Division One are obviously good players, and usually the good players will get the game early. Um, it's rare to see like a good player who doesn't get the game early. Right. So like, I guess the counterpoint is all the people that would be in Division One essentially are there at this point. Um, yeah. So th- that's that's where so my thought mix, process but... is. Yeah, that's where my thought process is because I want to stay on Xbox, but at the same time. I'm most likely going to end up not playing on Xbox and just getting a PS5 and figuring out what what I'm going to do with Xbox, but I'm not sure yet. So I mean, the good news is that you obviously, like you said, you got both um, consoles, and the good news is that we've had the technology to actually transfer these account over to the new consoles. Right. So it's not like you're going to have to start fresh on both and make the decision. Like, well, no, I would. I don't have a PS4. Well, no, you'd have to start fresh on PlayStation, but you wouldn't like. So like, you wouldn't be sitting there when. So say when both consoles come out, you're not going to be like. I have to start two brand new accounts and then oh, decide. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, well, you, no, that's... You have your Xbox One always as a fallback if you just want to go and try that and right. use the players that you have. But then you can, if you want to use the player pool of PS5, you can then start your new account on PS5 when you get it. Right. So I'll see how it is. I mean, if... if I'll see what the next few weeks, if the uh, player pool of people in Division 1 is... is I guess we'll see even in Weekend League. Like, if, it's just... It's the difference this year. I feel is massive compared to the previous years, and I don't know if if it, if it's really a lot of people have really moved over to PS4. I know pros have, but just the general population, I just feel like more people have gone over. Even uh, Tommy Turk is on. He used to be Xbox. He's on PlayStation now. I think he was PlayStation last year as well. Right, but he was even before that. He switched to PlayStation from Xbox, and then more and more people seem to have switched. So I don't know. Um, Lucky switched back though. Lucky's on Xbox this year. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It'll be I know. weird when the new consoles actually officially drop. That's when I think we'll be able to fully tell because I think it's, it's it is weird that like non-pros like would I don't it's I don't know because like 
realistically, the main reason for people to switch from Xbox to PlayStation is because, in general, PlayStation is the more popular console, and maybe their mates are on PlayStation and they just want to play with them, so they switch as well. It's, it's weird to think that because I don't have a single. I, I have one friend who has a PlayStation. Me either. I don't really, have anyone. He, on PlayStation he only and he doesn't. He's not like big into video games. He just has always had like a PlayStation growing up, and he just like will throw on like single player games, and that's what he does, and he just plays it occasionally, but. So like I have um, a theoretically that I would play online with and play like games online with. I have zero friends that have PlayStation. I mean, I'm in the same boat, but the except for three months. Be, um, that may just be like one-offs or something, but generally, I think the PlayStation has the PlayStation Four is more sold units or whatever you want to call it. It does, so yes, it does. But it's not like also, it's not as it's not the same difference as the player pool for FIFA, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, well, I like the know. gap between the two consoles is 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 there it definitely is it definitely ps4 has the most old consoles you can look it up but like the gap between this console sales and then the fifa user base sales is not the same percent difference it's like it's crazy how much bigger fifa is on playstation but why what's i've not looked into it that that deeply it may be just really because it starts it starts off with more players naturally because it's got more console sold and then mm -hmm. just the migration happened because of what it does to the transfer market on ultimate team and what it does to matchmaking and all that stuff you think Although it's like you, starts you off with what it. you said sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there but like it starts off with what you said and then the pros obviously switch to it because they use well they have both at tournaments but like yeah, but that, that's such a small part of the player population. but then no but then pros switch to it then content creators switch to it Right. Now every content creator's on PlayStation. Yep. Now every single person watching content creators' videos are like, "Oh, wow, this player is this price on PlayStation because the player pool is X size bigger. Why don't I'd have more fun on Ultimate Team because if I switch to PlayStation?" So now it's just like a slow trend that's been building up over the past three years. The and then thing is the PlayStation market is much more expensive than the Xbox market, and it has always been, which is bad if your pack luck stinks. Yeah, but it's good if your pack luck is great but for most people the pack luck stinks so you need more coins to afford the team you want and it's going to be more difficult forget me it was eye-opening to me when i saw the live market list i mean from 1.5 million or yeah, 1.4 to 6 million market, sure, but whatever you can buy you need more coins for oh no no i know that i'm just saying in general like seeing that difference made it was eye-opening to realize how big of uh the player yeah. pool was i was like damn that's wait what is the do we know what the live chances are on PlayStation like right now? Theoretically, seven million or something. It's it around really? seven. Yeah, it's around Jesus seven. Christ. I think Xbox. <laughs> I just is looked what, at Xbox. One point one point four six right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, insane it's, difference. Which is a, yeah. Is there just more? Because like my head thinks economics, supply, demand. The supply's high. Demand. I mean, supply high theoretically means lower price. If there's a higher supply, lower price. Right. Now, PlayStation That's... is always more expensive. It, it is, and I agree with that because I obviously look at Fupin all the time, and you can see that players rise. But then it's like PC is the opposite. It's it's so the foot market is, PC is, one is just season. like the special needs kid. But it's like, but PC makes sense because does, yeah. the supply is super low, so the price is super high. P PC Xbox is like, in the middle, but the price is PC also in the middle. So, so plagued with cheats and glitches yeah. and coin and, pa and their pack looks juiced, and I can't. Dennis will not tell me different. <laughs> Dennis in the Discord, if you ever see his pack, he's got the most insane pack look I've ever seen of all time. But he's the only person I know really on PC, so that actually spends FIFA points because anytime I've ever uh, the only person other than him on PC I've ever seen is like when um, Run the Foot Market or Nepenthes did the PC glory yeah. series but they didn't they weren't spending fifa points so i couldn't see their pack luck on like a similar basis 
Um, so he's the only one I've ever seen on PC, but he by far has the most insane pack look I've ever seen. It's actually a joke. He pulled. He just pulls good cards out of his ass. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to imagine that uh, he has some sort of like there's some sort of luck increase. Maybe because on PC. there's not enough people that like. You know, yeah. So they have to yeah. fill fill the cards in. Yeah. The problem well, on PC as well is that half the cards are just extinct at all times. Like it seems to be yes. really hard to do league SPCs, yeah. especially that when you need silvers and bronzes and all that stuff. Um, so we're sort of on on the normal end of the spectrum and on Xbox there because there's always enough players there to do SPCs. Like they don't just go extinct and there is no supply at all. It just gets a bit aids when we're talking about the moments icons like top ends like Hullets and R9s and that stuff. They're extinct half the time because nobody packs them. But even if they weren't, they're not extinct on PlayStation. They're just max bin, which is hardly any better. Mm-hmm. Still can't afford them most of the time. Like most of the players will not be able to afford them. It's just when you can afford them, you're not going to have to wait as long on PlayStation. But I, I don't know. To me, it doesn't make a massive difference whether I'm on Xbox or on, on PlayStation. In terms of matchmaking um, as well, like th- there will be instances where I've played this guy before once, twice, maybe three times. That that will be the exception, though. Like the absolute well, Felix, vast majority I... of players I face, I've never faced before. Right, but the, it's the combination of having Xbox yeah, yeah, in the NA, NA in NA. Yes, that's yeah, the yeah, biggest that, issue. That is the problem. I think honestly, I think your location is the bigger problem than yeah. the Xbox. But the combination is just killer. I, that's what it is. The combination is just it's um and again, it's not that I mind it so much, but it is like playing the same people in the same divisional ri- rivals like grind session. It's good because when you do come up against that person who's good, you get to practice against them, but at the same time you do want, you know, a little bit of yeah. different opponents here and there. So then again, we can like it, yeah, it's funny that that we can do. That I'm I'm not playing the same people over and over again because I've already faced the same pro twice in draft. So <laughs> that it kind of goes completely against what I just said. Yeah, but draft is a bit of a different one because all the tryhards and the FIFA point spenders are grinding drafts at the start, and there's way less of those than casuals. Where when you when you're deeper into the game, there's more people that are willing to enter the draft with with coins, which is what I usually tend to do um, when the start of the game is over. I'm just going to pay the 15k, just play the draft, because I know I'll win it most of the time. At least in FIFA 20, I did in FIFA 19. So I just did that and just had fun, you know. Whereas at the start, coins are so valuable that people don't want to pay 15k to then potentially get knocked out in the second round or something. So there's really only FIFA point people in draft at the moment. Preach. I draft on stream after this, because I actually want I don't, like I said... Uh, finish up on this, I guess, because we talked about it. But the the objectives and division rivals has con- completely killed my interest in grinding division rivals during the week um, until we get a new objective. Because what's the point of going up to division two or something like that and then dropping back down when I'm doing objectives? So I'll be playing some more draft this year. Cause actually, it's been enough years of <laughs> I haven't played draft at all that I'm I'm actually kind of excited to get back into it and try different players there. Hopefully, it doesn't really make me like, want to buy a better team. I don't see why why you hate it like. Or d- didn't enjoy it. Of course, it's a bit disappointing when there's no change and you can't play with a team that you've built yourself. But you get to try different formations, different different cards. And what I what I really like about the draft is that you get your rewards immediately. Instantly, you don't have to, yeah. Like in, in rivals or weekend league, 
grind your balls off and back on and then have to wait until Thursday until you get your packs. You just play four games, get some packs, or however many games you make, get some packs, open them. You can play another one, open the packs again. If you get lucky, that's nice. If you get unlucky, then back to normal, I suppose. But it's, it's just immediate. And that's what I really like about the draft. There is no waiting going on in draft. You, you just go in, play, get rewards. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think for me, it just became too repetitive of... So I wasn't using the formations to really get better because I wasn't trying to get better. Um, which now I'm actually more excited to try different formations because I think there is some different useful formations this year. Um, yes. Starting from last year, I think last year had a bunch. Um, and then this year has more. Uh, I'm, I think I'm more happy now that they're adding more special cards into it. Um, you, like I said, you get the objective. Sometimes you get the objective cards um, in draft, or um, some SBC cards. Sometimes are going in draft as well, which is always nice. I haven't obviously had a ton this year, but I don't know. I don't know if I. I think I just got burnt out of it. Cause a 16 specifically, obviously when it started, and then into 17, I played it a just a ton, uh, just because I thought it was so fun to do. Um, but. I, I, I didn't really think of the instant rewards as a as a reason to play, but it does make sense. I think because the rewards are so bad, and also taking consideration that I'm not as good of a player, so making the semifinals and finals isn't like almost like a guarantee. Obviously, you probably don't want... You might make it there every single semifinal. Um, but uh, and for me, it's not as... Uh, I'm not going to get there every single time, so I don't know if that's what it is, but uh, I'll give it another try this year, and, and maybe it'll be more fun. But for me, it's just like... I don't like trying out new cards that I cannot then go buy. So they're only there for four games and they're gone. Um, I mean, because obviously I don't have the. I wasn't using the budget. I wasn't putting yeah, a ton of that, points on that. I can not, just go not, buy not the player. Think about it though. Yeah. I just think, oh, I've got this card now. Let me enjoy it for however many games I get with it. And I just, it's more just playing the game for what it is rather than trying things out that you then potentially want to buy for your main team. That's not how I how I see this. I don't have have the draft as a sort of field of experimentation for things that I want to do with my main team. It's just to play the game with a couple of cards that I normally wouldn't use and just enjoy it for what it is. It's kind of the way I approach it, at least. So no, and I think that would be the way I'll be looking at it anyways. Although a lot of people have said, especially in the, the first few days, it's kind of eased off a bit now. Draft at the start was so much harder than Rivals. Because everyone was sweating in Draft. All the tryhards, all the pros, all the competitors were in Draft, and it was so difficult to get anything going there. It's kind of kind of calm down a bit like yeah draft is getting more casual now which is good yeah no yeah i'm <laughs> down to try i'm down to, i'm down to try some more but we can edit there um uh, but yeah no go follow us uh links will be down below on twitter let us know any questions you possibly have or any feedback um in terms of stuff you felt in the game so far obviously we talked about skill moves weak foot so on and so forth anything on that um, leave a comment down below or and then subscribe on all the podcasting platforms that we are on which is a lot uh, if you go to the, our link in our Twitter, there's eight, I think, oh, I think we're up to eight or nine um, podcasting platforms. So subscribe on all of those, leave a review, five all stars, of, of course, all of them, every single one of them, just like I do when I go into a Verizon store. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they get reset very often, so I don't know if those stay as subscribed, but it's always worth getting the extra subscribers there. Um, but yeah, no, without further ado, we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.